1: This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson.
0: I'm Sam Delaney.
1: This is episode, I think, 29 of the Keegan Odyssey. Surely we're almost at the end now. Surely. But no, we're not, because <laughs> Nowhere we're in, near we're mate. In 1996. You
0: forget about Keegan's career. He's still at Newcastle the first time. <laughs> oh, man. We've got, I mean, not to do any spoilers he manages Fulham he manages England he manages city he goes back to Newcastle again I've probably missed at least one thing out I mean it's incredible yeah. the amount he squeezed in
1: we should try and rattle through this a bit quicker I think but we can't because there's so much about it that's so good right we are at he's he's about to describe the uh, the demise of a Newcastle. Uh, it was a like 96-97 season. It was the season after they'd finished second to Manchester United. Mm. and he'd, uh, But they started that season really well. They beat Manchester United 5-0 at St. James's. They bought Alan Shearer. Uh, it yeah. seemed as though you know they were, they were going to be around the top table for a long time to come. Um, he says, everything started to accelerate after our defeat to Blackburn at Ewood Park on Boxing Day 1996. And I have to be honest with myself and say for the first time, I was not enjoying the job. I no longer had the same enthusiasm going into training, and that, I must clarify, had nothing to do with the players. It was all about money, as it sometimes mm. is with Kev. Uh, the people at the top of the club were preparing to float Newcastle on the stock market, and as a rift grew behind the scenes, it started to feel as though we were no longer all on the same wavelength. He was going to get a million-pound bonus out of this flotation, but it's as though I all had to wait almost a year for it the club did eventually stump up the money. And it was still only a tiny fraction of what the directors made. Oh yeah, here we go. He's, uh, he's obviously saying that he was responsible solely for everything that happened that was good at the club and that he yeah. should have been, <clears throat> he should have been recompensed far more than the directors. And yeah. you, know, you can see where he's coming from. Good luck to them, he says. I don't begrudge them a penny after all the success we enjoyed together and the way they backed me in the transfer market. He doesn't say eventually, but, you know, you can kind of imagine that is what he's yeah. saying. Um, the manager and board working relationship had broken down. I didn't like the way behind the scenes that Newcastle had changed. <clears throat> and the 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 bad guy in all of this is a financier called Mark Corbridge, who was brought in to broker the, fl- the flotation as joint chief executive. Corbridge had arrived from NatWest Markets in November 1996, full of his own importance. <laughs> <clears throat> Sir, full of himself, he, he, got, he got himself a personalised car parking space. It was even closer to the building than mine was. He doesn't say that, but you can imagine that's the sort of thing that happened. Yeah, he was quickly in and out of St James's Park, leaving within three months of the flotation going through and taking a four hundred thousand pound payoff. Nice work if you can get it.
0: <laughs> I could have floated that blob easily. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what they need him for. I mean, training only took up a little bit of the week for me and Terry Mack. Terry Mack actually d- did know the financial markets
1: quite well. Because <laughs> of his burger van. He'd he floated that on the stock market a couple of years earlier. Kev,
0: <laughs> Kev, have a word. Have a word with the board because I'm thinking me and you could work an angle where we take this club to an initial public offering on a stock exchange. How, how
1: about, can we get dressed up as a couple of high-flying finances and make set up a meeting with the board, but we'll be in disguise? We can fucking do this ourselves dead easy. <laughs>
0: And we'll do all posh voices and that and wear them bowler hats they have down London. A bowler
1: hat and a a briefcase and an umbrella and we we could get one of those abacuses each as well and demonstrate
0: the numbers on the abacus. They've got the money to pay someone. It might as well go in our fucking pocket as any other bastards. Do you know what, Teddy? I've got a good mind to do it. Well, you should. We've both run businesses before. You had that bric-a-brac shop in Doncaster, <laughs> right? And and I had the burger van. How different can it be? <laughs> you, had that, you had that youth theatre company
1: working out of that mortuary, didn't you, that
0: time? <laughs> that must have turned a,
1: a tasty profit.
0: <laughs> so it's decided then. <laughs> we're going to Fort Newcastle United on the stock exchange we'll devote Wednesdays and Thursdays to that Mondays and Tuesdays to training the players and Wednesday we can take care of all of our own commercial obligations
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah he wasn't a fan of this Corbridge fella he turned out to be the main architect of my departure and the man who gave me the ultimatum of signing a new contract or packing my belongings whoa So, um, it wasn't going well on the field. They hadn't won in seven league games, including a defeat to second from bottom Coventry, and they dropped from top of the table to sixth. Uh, When I spoke to Freddie Fletcher, it was the first time he expressed doubts about whether I could take Newcastle to the next stage. I appreciated his honesty. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I completely disagree with what you're saying, but I appreciate your right to say it.
0: It's very nice to hear such honest but incorrect opinions.
1: (laughs) Very brave of you. The upshot was he convened a meeting with Freddie Shepherd, Douglas Hall, and Mark Cowbridge, which gave me the chance to get a few things out in the open. I felt the board had taken their focus off the team. Uh, I was under pressure to sell players to recoup the Shearer money, and we only had 21 professionals. Suddenly, the flotation had taken over everything. At times, I was doing well if I could even get hold of one of the directors. There were lots of things that didn't feel right. So then, he'd shared his thoughts, he, he, that was what he'd said really, but uh, he doesn't go into it. He was asked to wait downstairs and Freddie Fletcher then came out an hour later and said that maybe the best thing would be for him to depart at the end of what they all hoped could still be a marvellous season. Wait until the mm. end of the season and then go, said Freddie Fletcher. So the relationship had broken down, the Newcastle dream was pretty much over, but um, it's not Kev's style, is it, to, wait till the end of the season and then go if it's a couple of weeks before the end of the season you know and get a helicopter sorted out and it can go that way yeah. mm-hmm. but um, he suddenly felt reinvigorated as if a weight had been lifted from his shoulders um, but uh, he was he was going to do the thing by the end of the season but then the details of the meeting were leaked to the Sunday Mirror um, he says that was a betrayal especially as I hadn't had the chance to speak to Terry about it at that stage he was probably wondering how he could mm-hmm. break the news to Terry because the 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 meeting itself, the time period between the meeting itself happening and then it being in the Sunday Mirror was obviously at least a few days. So yeah, he hasn't,
0: but he needed a. I, I'm going to need a lot of prep time for this gene. <laughs> I'm thinking of bringing in a professional as well to sit with us in the room. You know, like a child psychologist type person.
1: <laughs> it may be a security guard as well.
0: I could get Terry to nasty. draw a picture. Uh, Terry, here's some crayons. Let's sit at this little table and I will say words and you draw the pictures <laughs> and shapes that come into your head when I say them. <laughs> so now, if I say love, what would you draw? Oh yeah, you've drawn a burger there, that's now, nice. Just
1: as well, as well, we're also just going to put some little restraints on you and strap you into this chair that you're in <laughs> while you do this. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think What's I've, all this I've, about? I've been I went to a nightclub once with Grave Sooners where this sort of thing was going on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I didn't stay very long.
0: Kev, <laughs> oh can we get this meeting over and done quite quickly because um I just need to uh, go and break the news to my wife that we've uh, We've just got out a really long, um, probably overstretching ourselves mortgage (laughs) on a new mansion (laughs) in Newcastle City (laughs) Centre. I mean, after all... (sighs) She's a bit worried, like, but I said to her, don't worry, the way things are going here, it's a job for life. I can't see any end to this reign of success whatsoever. (laughs) We're on a gravy team, and it's never going to stop. (laughs) <laughs> I literally told my cousins back in Liverpool to set fire to the burger van and they're saying to me but Terry Mack that's your fullback option your I said lads I don't need it destroy it <laughs> burn that meat you've had frozen
1: <laughs> oh. so we hadn't had the chance to tell Terry Mack about his impending departure Um, Secondly, he says, it was obvious my position was an integral part of the flow station document, and our new agreement was not ideal for a club that wanted to launch on the stock market in the strongest position possible. He's thinking about the the stock market rules and regulations there. Um, He doesn't want to be part of some kind of massive fraudulent activity. Mm. Um, And he says, the background was, I'd verbally agreed a 10-year contract the previous summer. That's typical fucking (laughs) Newcastle overblown. Nonsense! A ten-year contract. They give Alan yeah. Pardew. I think it was a seven-year one.
0: We're gonna give you not a one-year contract, <laughs> not a two-year contract, not a three-year contract, <laughs> not a four-year. Okay, can we just array this up, please? Anything above well, four is right. fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, oh really? So five would have been adequate. Oh, f- perfectly. Oh, yes, adequate, very yes. much oh. so. Sure. Well, you know. If I'd known that earlier, I would have made a different decision, but I'll I'll be honest with you, we're going to offer you a 10-year contract. you sure about Uh, that, uh. Mr Hall? Seems completely absurd. (laughs) No, we insist. (laughs) Um,
1: So then, on January the 7th, he was told the directors needed to see him urgently at Sir John Hall's house. When I asked who was coming, I was told the chairman was in Spain, but all the other board members would be there, plus the club's lawyer. How have they got the keys to John Hall's house when he's away on holiday? <laughs> yeah, lads, you, you can just use my house for club activity when I'm away in Spain. If you
0: need my house for anything. Anything on. Don't even right, tell me what I've, it is if you just want to use it. Just go around. I've left the keys <laughs> under the recycling bin. <laughs> Not the black one. The blue one, the one that's for the plastic and tin. The black one, that's for your car. (laughs) But don't lift that up because it is, uh, unless you love (laughs) woodlouse, because there's loads of them under there. But I personally, I'm terrified of them. So don't make that mistake. Go under the blue one. The key to the house is there. Use it for what? Whatever you want. Whatever I'll, purposes I'll, you see fit. I've
1: just been getting myself a full-size snooker table and I've got Sky Digital on a big telly <laughs> stuck on the wall in the corner of the room. You lads can go around. You know, there's some beer in the fridge. Uh, uh, I can just go around and have a nice like time. if you like a laugh,
0: if any of you or your mates like a laugh, I've had one of them Billy Big Mouth Bass... <laughs> Put up on the wall, right? And if you press the button, it will sing for you. Sitting on the dock of a bay, right? Which is especially if people don't haven't seen it before, they'll get the shock of their lives. They love it. So that's they'll, a bit of fun. Don't believe you. how it
1: works. Also, I've got a, a VHS player there, and I've got all the Police Academy films, and also the <laughs> Naked Gun trilogy. You can enjoy that. Also, got Porky's and Porky's Two but obviously that's for after dark.
0: That's a bit blue, so make sure that none of the kiddies or maybe <laughs> a missus is around, like, but, if you know, if it's just you and some of the lads, then it's fine. Uh, lastly, I've, I've got some of them optics, proper optics, like canny ones like you get in the pub, <coughs> but put up on the wall so you can pour yourself a whiskey out of that, no problem, but upside down, like... <laughs> That's pub whiskey, that is not home whiskey.
1: <laughs> so I'll be in Spain, but like I say, help yourselves any time. What's mine
0: is yours. One last thing, one last thing, and another new thing I've got but I would rather you didn't use, <laughs> is I've got one of them things that that you put your face in and they're all pins. <laughs> and it and it makes the shape of your face or anything, really, put your hand in it, anything but it's brand new and I'd rather you did not use that because I've got it from one of them innovations catalogues that you get in the newspapers. I got it it from
1: the gadget shop. They've just opened up a branch in the Metro Centre and let's just say (laughs) it was a little gift to make the deal go smoothly. That's all I'm saying.
0: Just to grease the
1: wheels of North East retail.
0: But I... I don't want, really, ideally, I don't want you putting your faces in it because of the risk of, uh, you know, contamination. Psoriasis They're terrible for spreading germs and that. kind and that. of thing.
1: I don't want yeah. my face where your face has been. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> some people, I don't know if you've ever done it, I don't know what your experiences <laughs> is with, with one of these gadgets, but uh, some people like to put their face in and then very gently stick their tongue out. Oh. Right? because that looks funny. But I've done that, and you won't want to be doing the same, because it's like you'll have effectively French kissed us. uh,
1: That's just a germ farm, that is. You don't want to be doing that. (laughs) But I don't mind. If you want to get your own, I can get you 20% off. So just you know, have a look at it. Go try it out.
0: But if you like the look of it, I'll get you 20% off. You're welcome to bring your one... Round to my house and yeah. use it in there. Yeah. You're welcome to use your own one in me house, don't use my one. That's pretty much my only role. And also no shitting in the downstairs bog <laughs> I'd rather you didn't do that unless and, you're like, you know, super desperate.
1: And don't no checking any lasses up to my room either. I'm not having that. Not where me and Lady Hall like to sleep and enjoy enjoy <laughs> Congress with each other. I don't want any of you <laughs> no. lot up there doing that. The spare that room, by all means, go for it. But uh, if it gets messy,
0: just wash... Fill your boots, just, just wash, I know some of you lads.
1: Just wash the sheets afterwards if you don't mind when you're done.
0: <laughs> anyway, to be honest, I've left most of these instructions and that on a bit of paper in the kitchen... On the uh, i, you know, the floating island area, yeah. which is where we like to have our breakfast. I've just left it on a piece of paper, written all out, so you won't forget anything. Like
1: oh, and also one other thing: if you want to uh, call a meeting and get Kevin round and sack him, you can use my house for that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, TTFN.
1: <laughs> Be lucky. real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary
0: why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart. A better formula for formula. Learn more at
1: Jalapeño. <laughs> so they call they call a meeting that's at the John's house while he's in Spain. <laughs> Um, with a lawyer present as well, the alarm bell started ringing immediately. Why did the board want a lawyer present? I could see the warning signs and went through to tell Jean that my time at Newcastle might be ending abruptly. Jean, I've seen the warning signs again. <laughs> Do you remember the warning, warning signs, signs I told you about? Warning
0: signs. <laughs> warning signs. Oh, Kevin, calm down. Excitement point. Warning signs, Jean. I've never been wrong before. <laughs>
1: The meeting started. Mark Corbridge, Mark Cobridge came straight to the point, telling me I had to sign the contract that was on the table and guarantee I would see it through. Or the only alternative was they found somebody else. This must be the ten-year oh. contract. Let's see yeah. Well, just fucking do it. Do you know what I mean? Sign up for ten years and then, you know,
0: what's the worst that can yeah, happen? Yeah,
1: exactly. You Manager of a top years. That's football the thing about a contract.
0: Years. Either they sack you, in which case they have to pay yeah. up ten years' worth of contract, or you quit. And it's unenforceable, really, because you go, well, no, you're committed here 10 years. So you go, all right, you can keep me yeah. here against my will if you want.
1: And we'll just spend more time in the burger van. Yeah. Um, Corbridge hardly knew me, and I'm not sure I would even recognise him now if we were stood at the same bar. Whoa. Yet here was a man who had been at the club five minutes and he was doing all the talking. You either sign it or you go, he said, as blunt as that. I turned to Freddie Shepherd, Douglas Hall and Freddie Fletcher and I could see they were not going to intervene. They were too busy having a game of snooker and watching the native Gun 3. Um, Maybe now you can see my point, I said. He doesn't even know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know what I'm about. You do, and you know what my answer is going to be. Um, Douglas Hall eventually found his voice. This is ridiculous, he said. We want you to stay at the end of the season, and you want to stay, and yet we cannot do it. And he just, uh, Kev said the, about Cobridge, he's running your club now, he's telling you what you have to do and you're all dashing round doing this for the float and doing that for the float. Where was he when we nearly got relegated? And that was it. Newcastle had that hard-faced nature towards the end. Um, Sir so John Hall had, at that point, his, his plan was to set up a single overarching organisation called the Newcastle Sporting Club and make it the Barcelona of the North. I remember this happening. He brought on board the basketball, yeah. ice hockey, and rugby union clubs. Yeah. Um, they actually nicked. They nicked the basketball team from Sunderland. Got it relocated in Newcastle. Seriously? Yeah, Sunderland's basketball team what, was it was, su- was really successful in the nineteen eighties. Won the league and cups and All stuff right. like that. And it was it was fucking kidnapped by Sir John Hall. So, that's um, disgusting. I mean, they do well now. That's Newcastle that's Eagles. Really, I mean.
0: That's really when the rivalry started, I think right? that's
1: what it was about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all quite gentle was over until then. It a
0: stolen basketball team. they took
1: our basketball team! Not having that! A line's been drawn in the sand! <laughs> uh, a lot of promises were broken and a lot of people disappointed. It wasn't fun seeing people treated that way. He, he talks about Newcastle fans took out a £500 bond. It's supposedly guaranteed ten-year season tickets. That's another d- d- juicy little scam that clubs do, isn't it? The bond thing. Oh, the West Ham do that Dan as did well? That. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was a big fucking paraphernalia. The, like there was all sorts of uh, nonsense, and the, it was big, big riot. Well, yeah. riots. Lots of pitch invasions and stuff in the early nineties. People were livid it, about it, it.
1: Supposedly guaranteed you a season ticket. If you've got a season ticket, then that's your fucking season ticket. You should be guaranteed that. If you want to renew
0: it, yeah. Well, it, did. it sort of gave you like. I mean, to be honest, it's one of those things. I don't know if this ever happens to you at Newcastle, but down the years, there's been a lot of different controversies and sources of anger at West Ham. Well, you
1: thrive and on it, though, don't you?
0: I sometimes <laughs> just can't keep, can't be bothered keeping up with it, and then I think maybe this makes me less of a fan. But then I think, well, I've I've always gone to all the games. I've always been a passionate supporter mm. but i but the one blind spot i've got as a west ham fan is i've always been unable to get as angry mm-hmm. as a lot of other west ham fans <laughs> yeah. that i know and so with the bond scheme the bond scheme <clears throat> is right up there with pauline's <laughs> and Keith back it
1: <laughs> right. did they not
0: and those fuckers down <clears throat> Millwall, right as the things to get West Ham fans the most fucking livid about. (laughs) The fucking Bond scheme. You tore the fucking... You might as well have gone up and squirted (coughs) industrial ammonia in Violet Cray's face. Right? (laughs) That was how disrespectful to the East End you was with that Bond scheme. And yet the truth is, I don't really know what the Bond scheme was. (laughs) And I've got no excuse because I was fully invested as a West Ham fan during that era. I was going to all the games. I had had a season ticket for several years. I would have almost certainly ran on the pitch during the protest because why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. If everyone's running on the fucking pitch, you're not going to be the twat sat there. oh I'll sit here. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right. But really, I think it was they were saying you had to buy some sort of long-term bond in order to qualify to guarantee that you qualified for a season ticket. Yeah, well, ticket. that's what I'm saying. If you've and got I a think, season ticket... I, I think the implication was you might not be guaranteed yeah, exactly. the opportunity to buy a season ticket unless you've got a bond.
1: Yeah. that's that's It crosses the line. If you've got a season ticket, then you get the chance to renew that season ticket. And if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. It's bullshit. Um, mm. So... So many loyal Newcastle fans took out a 500 pound bond that supposedly guaranteed, you know, 500 quid like 20 years ago is a lot of money for just someone to just find. Yeah. And in all, they've been held held a yeah. ransom by the club.
0: Um, yeah, it's just raise a load of fucking cash really quick. <coughs> yeah. If you need to do that, go and fucking ask a bank for it and pay interest like everyone else. Yeah. Don't try and mug off your fucking fans. You've already like given you millions and millions of pounds they can ill afford. By asking them for something extra. Um, Although, then again, from a Top Flight Time Machine um, incorporated point of view, mm, I like the sound of it. Yeah.
1: So listeners could pay 500 quid in order to guarantee getting the next 10 years of episodes.
0: If you want to be IFS, right, at the moment, all you have to do is log on to patreon.com slash Top Flight Time Machine and subscribe for 3 pounds a month for a huge tea. amount a huge amount of fantastic exclusive content mm. and advanced content that's great it's already great value for money but what if i were to say to you that there might be not definitely but maybe <laughs> at some point in the future we may decide to limit the amount of spaces available in the iron violin society. Oh, right. We, put a cap we on might it.
1: drastically increase
0: that price. We might increase we might the not, price as well. But we might. How can you guarantee <laughs> today's low, low prices, <laughs> right? And security, peace of mind. <laughs>
1: That's what we're selling.
0: You will, it's about mutual we're trust. We're selling peace of mind, right? Peace of mind that you will always have membership <laughs> of the Iron Violin Society <laughs> in perpetuity. Well, Here's how you can square that circle. In the form of an Iron Filing Society community bond, (laughs) right? For just £500 paid to us via Patreon, right? We will issue you with a certificate that guarantees you um, future membership of IFS. And
1: that that certificate will be hand printed by one of us on an Epson printer.
0: <laughs> yeah that is a, and that is a fucking good printer it is. we're not saying it's the best printer on the market but it's a good print it's an all in one printed with it's love. A, i mean you don't need to know this but it's a scanner printer and copier it's, all in it's one, also it's one of those well, wifi
1: printing kit but at least that we haven't actually managed to figure out yet but.
0: <laughs> but that is the real beauty of it is that theoretically you could be like andy could be in his upstairs toilet. On the lappy, right? <laughs> and he could be finishing off your bond certificate what? and printing it what? in his downstairs pod cabin, <laughs> right? What, taking a shit? Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking it. He doesn't have to break off from his morning <laughs> shitting schedule to process your bond certificate. And imagine, that's the lengths we'll go to. And when you think of all of these details and the effort that we put in, £500, I'm sure you'll agree, is a small, small price, price to, pay. to pay.
1: Very much so. Mm. So, uh, Kevin been asked to promote this bond offer, Terry and myself even bought a pair of season tickets each.
0: That was stupid. <laughs> he got seats on the bench in the hey. dugout. <laughs> Kev I've got a great idea <laughs> guess what I've just bought a couple of season tickets for where Terry? <laughs> Newcastle you know up at St James's Park it's such a great team i always why love... we get him for free I always love watching yeah, them but... on the telly they're so good <laughs> they're a great fucking outfit they don't win every week but they always lay on the entertainment I tell you that watch is money well spent <laughs>
1: Uh, The brochure was headlined The next ten years guaranteed And the deal included Having your name put on your seat Oh there you go Put a sticker on your seat With your name on
0: Newcastle All that bollocks Is fucking patronising nonsense As well isn't
1: it Oh I got my name on it Yeah Newcastle later abandoned everything To earmark the relevant seats For corporate entertainment And the fans who had Splashed out their hard-earned cash Were told they would have to Move to a different part of the ground Or peer through the nose To steer where they were There's a fucking paragraph Littered with poison isn't it? (laughs) Season tickets that cost £383 or £498 I've researched this, those are the exact figures were hiked to £1,350 it was a scandal it was, you're right Kev, it was Uh, the prospectus highlighted the high quality revenue streams gained from the bond scheme and the platinum club tickets at £3,000 a time, I would never have been involved if I had known what would happen but that again felt symptomatic of the way the club had started to operate um, this is all just money to buy Shira with, I think, isn't it?
0: The thing is, right, this use of the word platinum club, th- no one ever talks about platinum in the past. And then mm. it's, it's all about, you know, people have embedded these sorts of artificial hierarchies into everything now. Yeah. And it's disgusting, right? So there used to be, well, it used to be there was a little bit of egalitarianism and equality, and that was what society was supposed to aspire to, yeah. right? Then, you know, we, we basically sold our souls to capitalism, Yeah. and suddenly there are tiers of everything, Yeah. right? So there's, so there's normal level, yeah. right? Uh, whereas there used to be maybe first class and second class, right? Now there is... First class, there's second class, and there's first class. Then there's uh, silver, yeah, gold, platinum, yep. right? And it's all just fucking marketing shit to part you in more money. It is I imagine how furious I felt on Saturday when I went to see Stevie Wonder in Hyde Ooh, Park, nice with complimentary VIP, oh,
1: even nicer.
0: Right? I waltzed in there with a sense of extreme entitlement mm-hmm. and self-satisfaction. Yep. Why wouldn't I, of course, Andy? Yeah. I worked hard to be able to wangle my way into free tickets.
1: <laughs> From some <laughs> kind of media chum?
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. I fucking waltzed in there. And when I got to the actual, you know, I'm backstage hobnobbing, hoping for a photo op with Steve, your Lionel or Richie, the support Either actor. I, I didn't care. Yeah. Didn't get anywhere near them because even backstage, mate, there's different has levels. Different tiers.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: I wasn't in the artist, bit, yeah. right? I was with all the other R- fucking leagues.
1: Regular VIP, were you?
0: Yeah, the or standard of VIP. This world. So then I, um, then you go round the front because you obviously have to go round the front to watch it, yeah. And they had normal entry, yeah, they had VIP entry, then they had. Golden
1: circle, circle. yeah. You weren't
0: even golden circle. No, I was. I showed the wristband. Went golden circle. Is this get me into golden circle? They went yes. Nice. I was like fucking dreamland. Come on, love. Come on, love. I told you I'd treat you fucking nice. Didn't I?
1: Stevie might even spit on us while he's singing.
0: Now don't fucking worry about that. Stop fucking complaining about your feet. (laughs) Fucking laid on the gold fucking standard, didn't I? (laughs) you said you got them for free off your mate shut up <laughs> it's the principle isn't it <laughs> anyway i'm fucking swaggering in and then i stop and do a double take mm. and there's another fucking aisle to my left right another route in and i go what's this this is the diamond oh circle, they've gone right? above gold and these fucking are up at the front and they have got fucking, they've got so much room right up in the front, yeah. right near the stage, that they were able to lay out blankets and Yeah, camping and chairs and right? shit, yeah. I've gone, I've fucking scuttled over. Yeah. I was terrified. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, is this the diamond circle? <laughs> and the security bloke's like, yeah, that's right. And, uh, look at my wristbands, I've got two wristbands. <laughs> One's yellow, and the other one is a, a burgundy colour. <laughs> Do they get me into the ber- into the diamond circle? No, sorry, blood. What? But, but, but I'm a VIP. It says so on my wristband. I was given these for free. No, sorry, you got to have the diamond one. But what do you mean the diamond one? What colour is it? Not that colour. This is ridiculous. What could be more important than at- VIP? What's going on? What could be more important than me? Me, Sam lady. Have you not heard of my podcast, Stop <laughs> Light Time Machine? Let me in, damn so you. So you didn't get in. Damn you to hell so you couldn't get in I didn't get in and in this gold circle oh yeah call it the gold circle still pretty far from the front and you're absolutely fucking squished in oh god there was all fucking there's all fast food you know um you know mess and fucking litter everywhere and like a guy stood next to me who was a bit fucking moody about us standing too close to him Right, kept making co- little comments under his breath. Right, oh, he was going to his to his girlfriend, to his missus. Oh, yeah, sorry, love. I thought I'd saved you space, but clearly not. Oh. I'm like, mate, it's a fucking park. What you you think you fucking own this bit of grass? Saved a space, fucking hell. saved a space. We're in the middle of fucking high park. It's a park. fucking gig anyway. We save space is a gigs. All this bullshit get there is what I'm saying. Going back to Newcastle United, the Diamond That's what Club, the it. Platinum Club. All of this shit. You know, when I was, I watched the, you know, I've been reading that very British coup. Yeah. I've started watching the TV show of it now, I've finished the book. And in the TV show, they go to the new Prime Minister when he's travelling on the train, because he's a socialist, Prime Minister, is it true you're going to abolish first class? And he says to the journalist, No, Love, I'm abolishing second Everyone's class. Everyone's got to
1: be first class from now Cause on. Because
0: I think everyone is first class. Yeah. And I thought, fucking right answer everyone should have been in the diamond club yeah but especially me
1: and getting back to your original point as well it's 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 disgraceful like for a long time podcasts have all been free and now you get Mm. some podcasts that try and squeeze money out of Mm. people by charging them for extra stuff it's fucking Mm. not on is it
0: no exactly um no i don't think that rule applies to podcasts
1: okay sorry um Yeah, that's about all we've got time for, for this episode. There's been some Kevin Keegan in it, but, um, you know, what'd you expect?
0: We're making slow but steady we progress.
1: Are. We are. We're sorry, we get mm. diverted now and again. Uh, all right, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another one of these next week. Ta da. Bye.